Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is the Herd, wherever you may be in. However you may be making this part of your day, thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb, filling in for Colin Cowherd, trying to bring the fun back to sports. Remember when sports was fun? Fun? Huh? Albert Breer joins the show upcoming next. How the Jags go from a fourth quarter lead against the Patriots on the road in the AFC Championship game to... Let's hit reset. Right? It's like David Caldwell walked by the Xbox and when no one tried to do it, no one was looking, turn it off, turn it on. Whoa, what happened there? Uh, what happened? Anybody a little brother? I was I'm a little brother. 
Remember the old Nintendo, like the first Nintendo you got? And you'd be playing Blades of Steel. And then your brother was up like seven to one. You're like, boop, oh, what happened? Somebody hit reset. How'd that happen? Come on, dude, I was dominating you in te- Super Tech Mobile. Um, all right, so Albert Breer in 15 minutes. Rich Ornberger next hour. Oh, we got a good best for last. I like our best for last as well. So the Lakers on Saturday night dispatched of the Portland Trailblazers. In the, I don't hate to say I told you so, I did in fact tell you so. The NBA's playoffs don't always come down to who wants it more, right? Like, oh God. If I hear it, if if you're a paid broadcast, it goes like, you know, it just comes down to who wants it more. Or it's a make or miss league. It's a make or miss league. That's profound. Profound. Colin, uh, help me out, Goulet. Did he pick the, I thought he picked the Blazers. There's like video of him picking the Blazers to win the series. But I believe there was also a segment in which he picked the Lakers to beat the Blazers. He picked the Blazers, and then after watching the Blazers against the Grizzlies in that play-in game, said the Blazers are too tired, I'm taking the Lakers. Now, it must have been a text from me. Look, what what happens in the NBA playoffs are basically decided by these factors, right? Injuries. And how many different playoff series have been decided because a guy gets hurt in the middle of them or before them? Injuries, um, matchups, and uh, on some level, conditioning. You know, Jokic at sea level obviously doesn't seem to be laboring as much as he does when he's above sea level, but there have been times in the past when Jokic in the playoffs looks like he's just dead on his feet. And the Portland Trailblazers, a team that had to win, I think, what, six of their eight games in order to get in the play-in game, they won the play-in game. I told you that the two reasons that I thought they would lose in four or five to the Lakers was very simple. One, they're out of gas. And two, they they didn't have, they're not built to match up with LeBron. They're not built to match up with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis had 43 on 18 shots. By the way, that's those are crazy numbers. 43 on 18 shots. And LeBron, ho-hum, had 36 on 19 shots. Four, seven, 10 assists, 10 rebounds. And they get just enough scoring from the rest of the team to score 131 points. The reason they beat Portland is they were out of gas, and it's a bad matchup for Portland. Just a bad matchup. Portland didn't have anybody who could match up with Anthony Davis, and nobody who could match up with LeBron. And guess what? The Houston Rockets, I mean, the Houston Rockets, who are up three games to two, suddenly now have Russell Westbrook back. Same thing. Same thing. No, the Houston Rockets to this point, do not, now if they get Russell Westbrook back, they're not injured. And maybe they're in good shape. Although the, the Lakers, they got an extra couple days off because of the protests. And now they're going to have an extra couple days off because Houston has one more game. So, in terms of conditioning, that's a win for. Matchups, that's a win for. Injuries, relatively even, especially now with Rondo essentially coming back. Doesn't matter how much he'll play or whatever. It's just adding another body that they can throw out there. Like, 
I don't hate to say I told you so. I love to say I told you so. There are a lot of people, and I've made mistakes in evaluating games and series in the past, but this one was pretty obvious because they had played many times in the regular season. The Lakers averaged 127 a game. And so, yeah, you give Portland a shooter's chance. Hey, if they have a game where they make everything, the Lakers miss everything, they can win. That's what happened game one. Portland didn't play particularly well, hung around, hung around, hit a couple shots late. Lakers couldn't make shots. They steal game one. But the rest of the series, that's why you have a seven-game series. So the better team ends up moving on. In this case, the better team is clearly the Lakers. Not just because they're a one seed, but because the matchup really favored them. The matchup, the conditioning, the injuries are, are, are now a wash as you get ready for the Houston Rockets. The Rockets are not built to guard somebody like Anthony Davis and not really built to guard somebody like LeBron James. The only place that changes is once you get to the Clippers, who are built with Kawhi, with Paul George, those two guys to match up with LeBron. So I, I find it to be... I find it to be fascinating how many people took that bait hook, line, sinker and didn't realize go through the teams that Portland played against in order to get into the bubble. I mean, get into the playoffs from the bubble. I go through them. I mean, the Grizzlies, they had to beat and they barely survived, but the, the Grizzlies are super young, right? They didn't have uh, Jaron Jackson. The Nets are playing a bunch of dudes. Half of them were in the, in the G League. Uh, they played the Mavericks, and I think Luka sat that game. You know, the 76ers didn't have Ben Simmons. I mean, kind of go through the go through all the teams they played, and especially the last three that they needed to beat in order to get into the playoffs. 76ers, no Simmons. Mavericks, I believe the Mavericks were uh, didn't play all their dudes, right? Luka played like 25 minutes in that game. And 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 the Nets, of course, had you know rel- without four starters. The same people that told you the Lakers were going to lose were the same people that told you Melo is awesome. The whole league missed on him. Right? Did you hear that? Have you heard that? I can't believe the whole league missed him. No, they didn't. Basketball, last time I checked, there's 94 feet in the court. You don't get to not count. There's there. I've yet to find a rule that says like, hey, we're not going to count those other 47 feet. We're just going to play half court offense only. This is not women's three on uh, six on six basketball. Do you guys know there used to be uh, high schools in the country that would play six on six girls basketball? Yeah, there's three on offense all times, three on defense all times. And you get the ball, you get a rebound. Can you imagine being all-time defense, how bad that would suck? Oh, she's a great defender that she never gets to shoot the ball. Like, you literally could average zero points a game and play the entire game. Doesn't work that way. Same people that told you Melo is awesome are the same people that predicted the Lakers would lose, and neither happened. Yeah, Melo can score. No one's ever said he couldn't. He's just not efficient at scoring. He's, there's some similarities there to Leonard Fournette, right? Guys from a foregone era where posting up in mid-range no longer truly needed. And if you're going to be a below-average defender, you better be your team's best player, and he is not. 
Now, between his defense and Lillard's defense and McCollum's defense and Nurkic's defense, they just got crushed. They're a terrible defensive team combined with a bad matchup, combined with the fact that they had no juice in the tank, and the Lakers dominated them. Now, fast forward to the Houston Rockets, who are a game away from playing them. Houston a good defensive team? I know they've played some good defense in the bubble. Are they a good defensive team? No. Is this a good matchup for Houston? No. Are they going to be rested? No. Outside of that, Mrs. Lincoln, how's the show? Like we 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 do this thing. We're like, man, I kind of like the Rockets playing small ball, shooting a bunch of threes. Did you guys see game five? Was it game five? Uh, game four against the Thunder when they missed all those threes? You shot 58 threes? You're like, and they couldn't get to the free throw line? Yeah, of course. Why? Because of the Houston Rockets. This is who they are. They're fully committed to who they are. They know who they are. And we also know how this ends up. They'll, they'll get a game. There'll be a game in which they make 25 of 50. They will. You know, P.J. Tucker will bury some from the corner. They'll be super physical. LeBron won't kind of be into it. it look like you know, There are nights in which he looks like his body's kind of fighting him. Right? Kuzma will be Kuzma just jacking up bad shots, driving with his head down to the rim, all of those things. They'll get a game. But NBA series are decided based upon injuries and health. Lakers are healthy. Conditioning. Rock. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So... Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It should be gassed, and most importantly, matchups. There's a bad matchup for the Rockets. Just did. Coming up next, Albert Breer will be our guest. How the Jags go from one quarter away from representing the AFC in the Super Bowl to, I mean, just completely cleaning house. I'll ask him next. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile. 
Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Doug Oliver for Colin. This is The Herd, wherever you may be, however you may be making this part of your day. Got some thoughts for you on uh, John Thompson, late great Georgetown coach. I'll share them with you uh, upcoming in moments. Uh, I think we have our best for last. We Do we have, right? We're, I, I love lists. I do love lists. And I think I think we have a really good list on our best for last. Uh, the news of the weekend, the NFL, I think in terms of actual gameplay, is Derwin James has a tear at his meniscus. There was a scrimmage at SoFi Stadium. That's the new stadium in L.A. It's going to host the Rams and the Chargers. Right now, no fans. But Derwin James, who many people thought had a chance to be Defensive Player of the Year, he's a first-team All-Pro as a rookie, is going to be out for an undetermined amount of time for the Chargers. I, Albert Breer joins us from the MMQB. I know the Chargers aren't front and center of most football fans' minds a week and a half out from the season, but for some somebody like you who knows this league, who talks to everybody in this league, how big an injury is that? It's a huge injury. Doug, I, you know, it's a shame, too. And, and I, you know, when he fell in the draft a couple years ago, you know, you continually got the question, you know, what's wrong with him? And why did so many teams pass him? This is why. Um, he was excellent as a freshman at Florida State. Had a devastating injury his sophomore year. Came back his junior year. Wasn't quite the same. Um, and there were teams where about his style of play and his durability and whether or not the injury issues would resurface. And so, I mean, you know, he's another worldly talent. Like, but, you know, a huge part of the reason why, Oh, teams were less comfortable taking him in the top 15 picks was because of this. Um, and it's a huge blow for the Chargers. You know, there's just, they're, um, if, you, if you look at their frontline talent and the guys that they have, you know, from Joey Bosa to Melvin Ingram to Denzel Perriman to, you know, on the back end of the defense, Casey Hayward um, and Derwin James, and then on offense, Hunter Henry. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, like Austin. They got dudes. They got dudes. They've got, they've got a ton of dudes. Yeah. And this is, but this has been the problem for them, right? Like if you want to go back and look, look, like it's over the last three or four years, for one reason or another, they consistently get hit with the injury bug. And so this is really unfortunate. You know, like I said, you, you feel awful for the kid because he has a chance to be a really special player. Um, but there's also the acknowledgement there that sort of what you that's the, the, the those are the dice you rolled um, when you drafted him where you drafted him um, and you know for the team itself of course it's just I mean they've been snake bitten by this sort of thing over the last few years. The Jacksonville Jaguars released Leonard Fournette. This uh, Yannick Ngakwe was traded to the Vikings, but let me start with Fournette. Yeah. Um, Look, they declined his fifth-year option. They'd had some trouble with his, you know, with his personality. But he did run for 1,100 yards, and he did catch 76 balls last year. Why release him? 
You know, I just think that this is, in part at least, a, a total rebuild. And they're going young. they got two first-round picks in the building now, and C.J. Henderson and, and Kaylevon, um, Jason. Um, this is going to be a multi-year process, um, you know, pulling themselves up off the canvas. That team that they had a couple of years ago that made the AFC title game, I mean, almost every major player from that team is gone. Um, and I can tell you, going back to April, you know, I had other teams saying to me, keep an eye on Jacksonville. They're the Trevor Lawrence team. You know, and that they were going to sort of, you know, spend 2020 retooling and be in the quarterback market in 2021. And so, you know, a lot of this lines up. And I think, you know, when you look at a player like Leonard Fournette, if you are going to have a younger team and you are going to have, um, and, and this is going to be sort of, you know, a different mental type season for a lot of your younger players, you want to have the right environment there. And for better or worse, there's a lot of, a lot of water under the bridge with Leonard Fournette. And so, you know, I think for Doug Marone, what he's trying to establish there, um, not just for this year, but for the future. Culture. And then trying to convince and just trying to convince the cons to keep him beyond this year. Um, you know, culture is a big part of that, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, Ngakwe took $6 million less. I'm sure he didn't want, but they also wanted him, wanted to get rid of him, would do anything to, that's why they didn't. You know, it's a second and a fifth. It could be a fourth. It probably won't be a third. And I understand that Ngakwe had to take less money in order to get out, but it was kind of the same thing, right? They want guys who want yeah. to be there. Right. And, and, and like, look, like, I think if you're realistic with yourself, and I think the guys that are trying to be realistic with themselves, they're not winning 11 games this year. <laughs> you know, like, they're not going to the playoffs this year. And so, you know, if you're honest with yourself about that, well, what's the priority? The priority is, we need the right environment to, to have our young guys develop. So maybe when we do, you know, get another quarterback in here in 2021, we've got something around him. And so for guys like DJ Chark, who, you know, really broke out last year, um, for, you know, younger guys on the defense like Chase on, like Josh Allen, um, like CJ Henderson, you know, I, I think your goal really becomes after Jacksonville, how do we put those guys in the best environment to develop? You know, so if we do draft a quarterback next year, they're walking into a good environment with ascending young talent. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's, you know, coming to um, reckon with the fact that if you've got a couple guys that are at their end, end of their rookie deals, and Yannick and Gawkway and Leonard Fournette are, and they're disgruntled, those guys can mess with the sort of environment you might want to build for those young players to develop in. Doug Gottlieb, Doug for calling. This is The Herd here on Fox Sports Radio. Um Okay, I, I I wanted to run this by you, and I I thought it was was kind of interesting. Um, you know, you have a guy who I, I think history is going to look back and say he was one of the best safeties. I don't know of, of I don't think of, of all time, but a legit you know Hall of Fame caliber safety who gets cut by the Ravens, right? And uh, you know. But when you get cut by your own teammates, Earl Thomas is sitting out there, and he may want to be with the Cowboys. Is he toxic right now? Not because it ended poorly in Baltimore, but because of the people who pushed him out were actually his teammates, not the team. Yeah, and, and Earl Thomas is used to making a lot of money. I wouldn't underrate that piece of it either. Um, you know, he made uh, you know fourteen million a year. In, in Baltimore, um, in Seattle, all those years he was making over ten a year. Um, this guy's a guy who's been, you know, gotten really used to making eight figures 
over the last half decade. And so sometimes with guys like that, you know, it can, come, it can be a little tough to come to grips with the fact that you're not going to see that money again, you know, especially when you are on the doorstep of making another $10 million as he was this year. And so, you know, I think he's sort of at the phase of his career now where because all this stuff happened and because, I mean, let's be honest about it, Doug, he blew his way out of two really good places. Right. Like, it's not like it's not like this was the Jaguars he was running himself out of. You know what I mean? Like, he ran himself off the team in Seattle and in Baltimore, and those are two teams that have won Super Bowls over the last decade um, and are two of the most stable places in the league. So I think if you're another team, you sort of shift him from the bucket where – couple of years ago he was a guy you were willing to buy high on teams now looking at him are going to want to buy low on him and they're going to want to say okay we'll give you we'll bring you in here but we're going to do it for low money and we're going to retain the ability to cut the cord if we have to i think that's what a team like dallas would look at it was if you know if all of a sudden now he's, he's available for a couple million and you retain that ability to get rid of him if there's trouble um, because as you know that's a totally different dynamic, you know, like where he was in Baltimore with guaranteed money he had and how much he was making and how much he had made over the last year. He had real leverage in that organization. Um, you know, I, I think teams probably be scared to give him that, that sort of leverage again, which means he's going to have to adjust his financial expectations if he wants back in a good situation in the league. Albert Breer, the MMQB, joining us. Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. This is the Herd on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, and, of course, on SiriusXM as well. Welcome in. Um, uh, I, I'm th- This one to me is, uh, I guess, maybe more pers- personally interesting, but I, not as personally interesting, but it's I think it's interesting in the grand scheme of things. We're watching the NBA and how they took a couple days off. They postponed games. Uh, because of the protest over what happened in Milwaukee. Russell Wilson came out last week and said, hey, if there was a game this weekend, I don't think we'd be playing. I, I don't know yeah. if he speaks for the for the Seahawks. What what are the expectations from the league in terms of protest as we are about a week and a half away from kickoff in Kansas City? Well, I think we're going to see demonstrations. Um, look, I, I think that that's almost a given, um, that we'll see demonstrations from players, you know, at least for week one. Um, now, whether or not that extends to any sort of boycott, uh, I think it's going to depend on a couple things. Um, and I don't think it's likely right now, but I think a couple things could affect it. Um, number one is what happens in the country. That's simple, right? Like, so what Russell Wilson's saying is, well, if we had to go on the field and play a game in the immediate aftermath of what happened with Jacob Blake, then maybe we wouldn't do it. Well, you know, right now as it stands, we don't know if they're going to be asked to do that like we don't know if something else is going to happen over the next week and a half which is sort of the way 2020 has gone in general um so you know i i mean i think if anything if anything were to happen um and god help us all like i hope nothing happens but if something were to happen next week you know obviously that could affect us the second thing is owner involvement um you know and i think that that's something that you know we've started to see owners get a little more vocal i don't know if you saw the stuff jeffrey lurie said yesterday but that was pretty strong and, um, you know, I think, you know, what players are looking for now, they've got the financial commitment. I think they want the owners to get the tenancies with them. I think they, they want the owners to talk with them. You know, I think they want to have that audience. And I think that they want the players, the owners, to be a little more hands-on with their efforts in these areas. Um, and so, you know, I think that's the other part of it is that if you don't get owner involvement, then that could wind up pissing off a few of the wrong guys. And you know how these things go. A few of the wrong guys get upset, and now all of a sudden, 
one thing leads to another, and we get a lot of guys upset. So when you say you want the owners to talk to them, about what? I know. I mean, like, like just give them an audience. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's and, – and I, you know what? One of the real positive things, Doug, of, of the last – about the last um, – about what's happened last week was I think we did start to see actionable items, you know? Um, you know, Frank Wright got in front of his team. Uh, this would have been on Thursday morning. And he was approached by the – you know, their social action committee on Wednesday night. Jacoby Brissett was a big part of that. On Thursday morning – they show back up and, and, and Frank Reich basically says like, listen, like I, you know, yeah, like, like as white people, we, you know, we, uh, we like to talk about these things when it's convenient and black people don't have that luxury. Um, and, you know, just saying something like that, recognizing, you know, recognizing that I went a long way with the players and they were able to that day work for five or six hours with the player development people and come up with different plans that are actionable and so, you know, I think like seeing owner participation in those sorts of things would go a long way. Um, I think as much as anything else, and I know this is sort of an abstract thing, but I think that the players want the, want to know that the owners have their back. And um, you know, I certainly think that the Eagles players probably felt that way after after what Jeffrey Lurie said yesterday. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if we see a little more of that, if owners are a little bit more vocal than they've been in the past. It's, it it will, will be interesting to see, um, yeah, especially the Dallas Cowboys, you know, right? I mean, yeah. Jerry Jones and his relationship <laughs> yeah. with the I mean, with I the will president. say this about Jerry, though, Doug. I mean, like, he – guys who've played there love him. I mean, and, and I know – No, I, I, think, I think, Albert, Albert, that's the, that's the thing. Like, th- this, is the, this is the part, that, the hard part of the discussion that people are going to have to wrap their heads around. Like – you can be a good you can be a good dude and not agree politically, right? Yeah. You can be a bad you can be a bad guy and agree politically, but you you can't. Yeah. Wa- I don't believe you can walk into a discussion if you're forget about an NFL player, an NBA player, if you're any human being, and make it up in your mind that if somebody doesn't agree with my political views, and well, that's the problem, you, right? Because I I heard yeah. that I heard that on on ESPN last week. Like, can we? Can we dictate who's owning the NBA based upon their political affiliation? Like, no, that's that's not the spirit of right. of, of what we're doing here as a democracy, right? I don't right. have to agree with you, but as long as you're not impinging on my civil rights, so I think that's the that's the that's the slippery slope that players can't walk into. If they want a dialogue, great, but if they want to determine who you're going to politically back, that you're asking something right. that that actually is not what we're actually about as a country. No, and I and I look. I agree with that. I, I just think, and and <laughs> I guess we could get in a larger discussion of our, of where our country is. But I think like the inability of people to talk with people that don't agree with them politically is a huge problem in our country in general. And that's one of the great things about a lot of these football teams is that it does bring back bring together guys who are from vastly different backgrounds, those different socioeconomic circumstances, different races. Um, all of that, you know, and I, I think being able to have honest, frank conversations, which I think did happen in a lot of these buildings between coaches and players at the very least over the course of the last um, over the course of the last week, and people feeling open. And I think the, the one of the biggest keys in all of this, just having talked to some guys who were in these situations last week, I think just the, the guys feeling free to speak openly, you know, I think is a huge part of it too. Um, that's how you really get somewhere. You don't get somewhere by standing in front of a room and telling somebody, you know, what to think you get in front of you, 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 you get somewhere by 
you know, having open dialogue and everybody saying, you know, everybody expressing how they feel, and then, you know, finding a way to come to solutions on certain things. And again, like, I think that that's, like, I, I look at the Colts and they had a four-point plan coming out of it. You know what the Ravens did with their statement. Um, there were, you know, some situations where, you know, everybody sat down and got together and they were able to put together um, plans that made sense that actually were moving the ball forward, which I think is a criticism of a lot of players for this thing is that, you know, okay, well, now what? Well, you know, now certain teams are giving you an answer to that question. Albert, great stuff, man. Uh, last thing, I saw there's a CDC uh, report out there that 94% of people who died from COVID had comorbidities, uh, mor- yeah. right? And I, I, and maybe it's because of the protests. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it's because we have college football on TV. But I feel like the COVID thing got really quiet now for a week or so. What are NFL teams saying about the challenges of getting ready for a season uh, with COVID-19 out there? They're cautiously optimistic. I mean, like, look, the results that they've gotten to this point have been outstanding. Um, you know, they had the, the false positives uh, a week ago, and, and I think that that gave them, like, a good real-life fire drill because that even happened on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, so they were, you know, they've been able to sort of see what it might look like if there were an outbreak, and that gave them a chance to kind of go through, you know, all the different things that they would need to go through if it did happen. Um you know, and I and I, I think if you look at the results, I mean, I they, they've got four guys in the COVID list in, across the entire league, and that's actually up from a couple of days ago. It was at one at one point, and, and among 2,600 players, I don't know how you could argue that's not outstanding. Now, outstanding, yeah. there are going to be different like there are going to be different things introduced into the environment. Like all of a sudden, here in a week, guys' work days are going to get a little shorter because they're not going to be in training camp anymore, and that means they're going to be out and about a little bit more. So, who are they around? And, you know, the kids are going to go back to school. You know, coaches' wives are going to go back to work. There are all these different things that are going to get introduced into the environment. But, I mean, I, the one thing I've learned, I mean, daily testing is so important. And being able to test every day has allowed them to contain it. Um, and, you know, I think as a result, because this is working, now you're getting increased buy-in from everybody. Um, so, you know, a lot of it's going to come down to whether or not, you know, people let their guard down. But I think the NFL is showing that it can work. And here's the other thing, Doug. I would say this, there's a large faction of population that believe football would be a super spreader, right? Do we have any evidence of that? No. I mean, at college, high school, now you have cases, just like you do in the general public, but is there any evidence that football has been like a, you know, been like, you know, some sort of tinderbox for this thing? I don't think so. I mean, I, it seems to me at least like, you know, I mean, the NFL teams have had their pad, have pads on for three weeks. I saw, in some of the I saw more 11 on 11 players than I've ever seen um, in training camp, going all the way back to when the rules changed in 2011. And, you know, yet there's not this, there's, there's not any sort of massive outbreak of the, the virus. I think the NFL is telling right now, you know, with buy-in from the coaches and the players and everybody in those, in those buildings, it can be done. Have a great stuff, man. Can't wait for football. It's a week from Thursday, and I know you'll be all over it until then. The MMQB's website. Check them out on social media as well. Albert, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks, Doug. Pleasure is all mine. Let's get to John Goulet with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. 
So the Celtics beat the Raptors yesterday 112-94 to take a 1-0 lead in that series. Celtics shot 43% from three, and uh, their star Jason Tatum talked about how the series will go after game one. We're not going to be perfect, but we just need to, to follow the game plan and play with purpose and, and just play hard and compete. That's what we did tonight because we know Toronto, they're going to compete. You know, they're not going to give up. And every every night, every game is going to be a, a dog fight. You know, we go out there and give it our all and live with the results. The Celtics are really deep. They have a great coach. They have an emerging star. I, I Doug, I don't really understand why the Raptors were favored in this series. A better, um, better regular season record and people think that la- the carryover from the experience of last year gives them the the old, you never underestimate the heart of a champion. I'm, I'm telling you why. I'm not saying I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Asked, I, you asked why. We had John Hollinger on earlier. He said he thought the Celtics would win. I, I, I guess my question is, I mean, are we giving them enough shot of a chance to maybe get out of the East? I know they'd be underdogs to the Bucks, but if the Bucks get put into a tough series with the Heat, why couldn't the Celtics with their depth and maybe Gordon Hayward coming back for that series, why couldn't they beat the Bucks? Um... The Celtics? Yeah. I have them beating the Bucks. Yeah? I actually do. You can go to foxsportsradio.com, check out our brackets. I have them beating the Bucks. Uh, I have the Clippers and Celtics in the NBA Finals. And I may have overreacted to how the Lakers were playing, um, or maybe I'm realistic and think at some point, you know, fatigue on LeBron, the lack of shooting in the matchups. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, like, Jason Tatum is emerging as a star. Yep. I'm not yet like a superstar. I think Kyrie Irving is a guy who can, you know, win a game for you, make a shot. Kemba Walker, you mean? I mean, I what I say, Ky- I said Kyrie Irving in my brain. Sorry, Kyrie, uh, Kemba Walker. I mean, yeah. and and look, maybe it's we've seen Kemba do it in college, and so we make this assumption. But he's done the pros too. I just I like the fit with with Kemba better than Kyrie. Um, I like, you know, the versatility they have in terms of Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. And Marcus Smart's ability to guard guys much bigger than him. Like, they have toughness. They have shooting. They have guard play. They're a little little light inside, but that doesn't seem to affect them against a team like Toronto. And, Doug, this is a pretty big story in college football. LSU's top wide receiver, Jamar Chase, plans to opt out of the 2020 season and will enter the draft. Uh, Chase led all of college football last year, or all of FBS, in yards and touchdown. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And he won the Bolitnikoff Award, which is given to the top receiver in the country. Uh, Todd McShay from ESPN has him as his number four overall prospect or pro prospect. Who's number three? Like, we know the two quarterbacks are one and two, right? I don't know who number three is. I would, I would love to know that one. But anyway, go ahead. Well, well I was going to – it could be the I'm, – I'm guessing here. It could be the tackle from Oregon possibly. Um, either way, are we going to see more guys like this, top prospects that don't have much to gain, opt out of playing if they're in one of the few conferences that are? Uh, I guess. I mean, you know, Virginia Tech lost their top cornerback and – 
But just remember, like, Joe Burrow wasn't on anybody's draft board as the first round, second round, third round pick. So, look, Chase is obviously a stud. The only reason he's not in the NFL is because of the NFL. He would have been one of the top picks if he was eligible bar- to come out last know, year. Yeah, I think he would have. I, I don't know. How, look, there's a bunch. There was a run on wide receivers early. He probably would have been on that first round draft pick. Yeah, wide receiver. Sure. But it's because of the CBA collective bargaining agreement, which, again, protects most of the guys. This is well within his rights. Um, but by not playing, he does open up the door for somebody to surpass him. Remember, Mike Williams did this from USC. He sat out a year. And he was never the same. Now, he didn't have the speed. He wasn't as refined. He didn't have the career. But Mike Williams, USC, sat out. I think he was drafted by the Detroit Lions. Wasn't the same player. But we, we have actually seen this before. That's John Goulet with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. C- college basketball lost two legendary coaches. One over the weekend and one very early this morning, it was reported. John Thompson the longtime legendary coach at Georgetown passed away. I, I share with you just my own personal story playing against Georgetown. Next in the Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of the Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. This is The Herd. So, John Thompson died, I think, earlier today, early in the morning. John Thompson was the legendary coach at Georgetown. They won national championship. Hoya Paranoia, right? Hoya Saxa. Um, he coached not just Allen Iverson, but Patrick Ewing. You know, made it into a dominant program in the Big East. And um, for he was also a radio host and a talented one in Washington, D.C., after his retirement, and he called games on Westwood One for the national championship in the Final Four uh, for for college basketball. So, look, I, I think we've kind of gotten out of this part of our job. I think Colin does a really good job of it. I try and do it as well, which is our, our job as sports hosts went from being guys that lead discussions, have opinions. And give you and contextualize historical things. Sometimes guys are too much history guys. To now, hot take artists. Right? Coming up, hot take. 
I still think that providing the right historical context is really important. John Thompson took over Georgetown and was a head coach and coaching the Final Fours before it was before it was even close to being normal to have a black head coach. And he was very protective of his players. Freshmen weren't allowed to speak to the media. Made sure they went to class. I mean, he was he was a father figure. He was a giant of a man. So let me just kind of give you a, a couple of things which I don't know if you knew but I'll tell you really quickly. Um, in the fall of 1994, do you guys remember uh, fall of 1994, uh, Michigan beat Notre Dame in football on a game-winning field goal? I know I was there. It was my recruiting visit. Yeah, it was my recruiting visit. To, it was a great football game. Recruiting visit to Notre Dame. What I didn't know was when I visited Notre Dame, they, they fly you in, they fly to Chicago, then you get on a little private plane with a dome on it. And then you fly kind of around the, it's like a 30-minute flight at most to South Bend. And you fly right around the Golden Dome and you kind of dip. And then when you land, they immediately take you to the Golden Dome. That's where the president of the university has his office. I think his quarters. The president was at the time was named Monk Malloy. Now, Father Malloy was a basketball player in high school. He played with none other than John Thompson. So you walk in to talk Notre Dame basketball. And my freshman class, we were the first year we played in the Big East against Georgetown. And, I mean, you think you're, I, I'm not obviously not Catholic, I'm Jewish. I'd never even, I think, had a discussion with a priest before. The first priest I met in my life was a basketball junkie and close to your friends with John Thompson. And he could not have been more positive in everything he had to say about Big John. Fast forward to January of my freshman year, and we're playing Georgetown. And I think they're ranked like fourth in the country. Allen Iverson's a sophomore. They have Othella Harrington, who's a senior. They have Jahidi White, who played, you know, seven, eight, ten years in the NBA. He's just, I mean, he's he's one of the bigger human beings on earth <laughs> and an awesome defensive player in Dunker. They had Jerome Williams. So, like, we're getting ready for him. And they go, all right, so the point of their press is JYD, junkyard dog, Jerome Williams. And then Allen Iverson's like the rover. And they had Victor Page, who actually led the Big East in scoring. There's a guy who kind of went sideways off the court after he left Georgetown. And Bubukar, oh, now, look, I was able, I was really good against the press and able to beat the press, and we nearly beat Georgetown both times we played them. But they, they did this thing where they were tough, they were badasses, they were talented, they knew it. The first possession of the game, when you're on offense, you bring the ball up the court, and you'd pass the ball to a wing. They don't let you do it anymore, but there's something called chucking. You're taught when, when somebody cut, cuts across the lane and you're in between the ball and your man, right? You guys know that? Remember, I taught that about basketball? Ball, you man. Not basketball. Ball, you man. Well, when somebody tries to cut in front of you, you got to put your body in front of them. In the 90s, they used to teach you to use your forearm and what's called chuck them. Hit them a little bit with your forearm. The difference was Georgetown, the second you passed the ball in for your very first possession, everybody got chucked. Everybody. Hard. And then they would just kind of look at you, and the refs would call one foul. If all five guys commit a foul, only one could get called for it. And it was just kind of like a little intimidation factor, right? Um, look, what you should know about John Thompson was he was about the players. He was about black unity. He was about making social change, but he was also and keenly aware of the importance of 
getting kids out of whatever environment they grew up in, getting them to college, which gave them a great chance at a bright future. And I don't know how they didn't win more, but they had Alonzo Mourning and Dikendi Mutombo on the same team. Uh, they were awesome when they had Pat Ewing, and they were really talented when they had Allen Iverson. But it was more what he did to try and help nurture the growth of young men that leaves the biggest impression on me, and he'll be missed. Kawhi Leonard's the best player in the league. Why, that could be bad news for the NBA. Next in the Herd. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 